three years to the day since Mycoplasma bovis was first detected in this country. The Honourable Damien O'Connor, the Minister of Agriculture, says that this world-first effort to eradicate the disease has made significant progress and pretty much the hard and early approach that they took with Mbovis has protected our national herd, the economic base of our primary sector and the social good of the country. Pretty much it's a cheers all round to the rural sector and the agricultural community. Damien O'Connor, Minister of Agriculture, Biosecurities and Rural Communities, joins me and joins me now because I know you have a cabinet meeting in a few minutes. So thank you very much for taking the time. Good morning, Minister. And Morena, how are you? Very, very well, thank you. So it was estimated modelling was done, as as was done with COVID as well, that this is, could have caused 1.3 billion in economic losses in the first 10 years alone had the disease been managed rather than eradicated. How much has it cost to eradicate the disease? Um, look, so far I think we're up to about 500 million. Um, okay. It's not cheap. Um, and we've done this in partnership with the industry, of course. They're paying a portion of this. Um, but look, today is, is um, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, wary of you know um, um, uh, saying that we've we've beaten this, but it is a chance to acknowledge and, and thank everyone involved. It's been really hard on farmers who have got this, and through no fault of their own, um, they've simply ended up with it. They've had to cull their herds. That, that's a that's a drastic uh, step to have to take as a farmer. But beef and lamb, um, the, the staff at Biosecurity New Zealand. Um, MPI as well, all of those people have committed um, to a, something that's not been done in the world and, and I think as with COVID, uh, you know, we've stuck to the best science, we've we've not deviated from that, um, we've had the best international advice and at this point, you know, we're on track. It's interesting though because again, like COVID, other countries have taken a different approach. Australia's been tracking MBOVA since 2006, it's found worldwide uh, it's in the US, the UK, most European countries. It's not a notifiable disease. There are no trade restrictions. And and so it doesn't affect um, you know the food or the milk that you consume, and so some people thought that's okay. Um, we, where it manifests itself and and we, it's really obvious is when we put pressure on. If there's stress on animals, then the impacts of the, this disease are dramatic, and it's mastitis, it's lameness, it's abortion in cows. Mm. And we run really efficient systems in New Zealand. We have you know cows that are outdoors in the weather, and you know it's, it's quite challenging for them, but we manage them really well. But you know at times they're under pressure and we figured that if we left Mbovis to kind of run around our country uh, without uh, without eradication or any control then there'd be a large number of our herds would be impacted quite severely and, and the whole farming system in New Zealand would have to change and that that's where the real hits would have been. But surely that would be the case too in, in Australia and Ireland, their cows are outside. Um, no, in Ireland, uh, they wished that they had, in 1992, when they first discovered this disease, uh, on reflection, they wished that they had tried to eradicate it too, because they've had a relatively low pressure system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the these, um, you know, the quotas have come off, and they are ramping up uh, their dairy system in particular, and starting to see the effects of Mbovis. And so, we, you know, we had one shot at this, and and we we went early as soon as we came into government. Yeah. We were presented with this big challenge. Um, we we got 
got the best international advice, uh, sat down and we made those decisions and we moved really quickly. And I, I was grateful for my cabinet colleagues very early on in, in our uh, governance of this country. They committed $800 million to this program. Mm-hmm. Um, nowhere else had done it. And, and so I, I thank them for that. And I think as an industry and as farmers and everyone, we've, we've matched up to their expectations. And you say that you're weary of saying it's eradicated, and of course you must, because there are still farms with imbovis, aren't there, that, where it's being managed? Uh, there are four farms where, yeah. where we have confirmed infections, which is uh, we've had 250 where there have been imbovis, we've had to eradicate or cull the herd, but they're now back up and running. And uh, I think at the start of this, people thought if they had... if if they were infected, then that was at the end of their farming career. But in fact, we've had uh, it hasn't always been smooth, but we've had a fair compensation program. Uh, we've stepped in. We've we've learnt a lot along the way. But working with beef and lamb and dairy and seed, we've offered the support for farmers and their families, um, and to get them back up and running again. When will you be able to say, okay, done and dusted, this is gone? Uh, look, we we figure that we'll get to kind of delimitation. That is that we will have track down where all the possible infection would have got to, um, probably by the end of this year, middle of next year. And then we run into a, a different program, which is ongoing monitoring. And, and we expect from time to time it will pop up, um, but that we'll be in a position to be able to control it. And then I guess there'll be a period of, of uh, I guess, of very low rates of infection or zero, we hope. And then we'll be able to say officially, internationally, that we have eradicated Embovis. You say the um, the key to it has been the collaboration with uh, Dairy NZ and Beef and Lamb New Zealand. There were members of sectors within the rural community that still don't agree that this was the way to go. Do you think this vindicates your approach? Uh, yes, I hope so. And, you know, it's always really hard for Beef and Lamb or Dairy NZ to say to some of their members, um, look, sorry, we support the decision that you have to cull all your herd. You know, that's a really hard call. Mm. Uh, but they did step up and they helped to explain the reasons and, and, and the value in doing this long term for all of us and, and for the future of agriculture. Um, so they played their part too. And as I say, we, we made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, but but I think the naysayers out there, um, often it's been from a sector that, that you know, have looked overseas and said, well, they manage it, why can't we, mm. without realising that actually we have a completely different farming system. We want to be pastoral-based. We don't want to have intensive systems of house cows um, mm. where you can perhaps identify and manage the, the, the infection. Uh, we want a pastoral system that gives the cows a better life, that gives us a better product, a better story, and, and us a premium in the market. Oh. Are we going to be able to say that it will never come back here? Do we know how it got here in the first place? Um, no, there's currently, um, you know, some uh, there's, there's a, a case before the court that might help um, further investigate how that may have come in. But clearly, um, while it is um, around in most other countries in the world, anything we import from them, particularly if it's connected to animal health uh, or farming uh, or secondhand machinery, then it, it has the risk of, of bringing an embover. So we just have to be more vigilant at the border and make sure that that anyone bringing in um, that anything like that abides by the rules. That's our strength and also our weakness that we're an island, isn't it? Or a series of islands. 
It is, but uh, as we see with COVID, um, you know, it's, it's a huge advantage and I guess we have to work together collaboratively in everything we do um, and, and understand why we're doing it. And, uh, you know, we, we've learned that with COVID and, and at this point we're successful. Um, we have to do that with all the other diseases that possibly can come into our country. Um, and biosecurity is acknowledged across the agribusiness sector and I think the wider New Zealand, biosecurity is, is the number one challenge we have as an island nation. Mm. And do they have the resources needed to stay vigilant and protect our? Basically, if they wanted, if the Russians wanted to sabotage us, all they'd need to do was, you know, ruin our primary sector. They wouldn't need to faff around with elections. I guess, you know, there's always the potential if people set out um, to sabotage or to undermine us in, in any way, you know, that, that, uh, we can't guarantee that that won't happen. Mm. But um, we, we firstly can have, and, and we do have pretty robust border control systems uh, that say where mistakes are made, um, you know, we can get on top of them and, and uh, prevent any widespread, um, you know, impacts from a disease uh, or a pest that comes in. You know, we find the fruit of fruit fly from time to time, trying to keep out brown marmorated stink bugs. Um, so so it's, it, it's, it's a challenge, um, but it's worth the effort. Yeah. Well, a Texas says, bravo, Damien, the last government pretended M. Bovis didn't exist. Yeah, well, we, you know, there was, there was certainly a lot of indecision. And uh, I guess, um, as we've seen um, in some other areas of the economy, if we just listen to people who might have self-interest, who don't want to be impacted directly as individuals, uh, then we might end up making the wrong decisions. But what we did is we stepped back and said, what's the best for the country, for the long-term um, benefit of New Zealand agriculture and our economy? And we made this call. And while it did impact on, on some businesses, it did impact on farmers, um, you know, the greater good is the thing we need to focus on always. I thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Damien O'Connor, Minister of Agriculture, Biosecurity and Minister for Rural Communities, talking about the efforts that were made to eradicate Mbovis in a departure from what the rest of the world had done. You heard him explain the reasons why. Be very interested just to hear uh, from our farming community whether you feel that the right decision was made.